It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Friday episode of Locked On Raptors, Nick Nurse is out as head coach of the Toronto Raptors. We'll break it all down. My initial takeaways to the move. Why? I really think they got the timing right on this one. Masai Ujiri spoke. We'll get into his takeaways, my takeaways from his takeaways. It's all coming up on today's emergency edition of Locked On Raptors. Thanks for hanging. Oh, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the free top of the Hail Mary 3 by Mopey. Get that garbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 1386 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, April the 21st. I'm your host, Sean Woodley. We're covering the Toronto Raptors now for nine seasons and now two head coaching changes. You can find all of my work over on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can follow the show on Instagram. You can also go and support the show by subscribing on your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube, that big red subscribe button on YouTube. You can't miss it. It's right there. Also, the link in the description, whether you're listening on audio, watching on video, there's a link to our Discord server, a place that was hot and heavy as soon as the Nick Nurse news dropped today, uh, if you're feeling like talking about the Nick Nurse thing with a bunch of people who are also only thinking about the Raptors firing their head coach today, the Lockdown Raptors Discord server is the place for you. Shout out to our everyday listeners as well for being along once again. Join them, would you? Become an everydayer. If you're an everydayer, comment down below. Uh, also, share your thoughts on the Nick Nurse firing as well while you do that. I know one of our everyday listeners, El Maculate, is a big Nick Nurse stan. So I, I'm sorry, El Mac, today for uh, your... Uh, I was kind of convinced you were maybe a Nick Nurse burner anyway. So if I'm speaking to Nurse, uh, I'm sorry, Nick. Uh, but obviously, if it's not Nurse, uh, then I'm sorry to the Nick Nurse stands out there who don't get to root for their boy anymore behind the Raptors bench, in front of the Raptors bench. I have hockey parlance in my head behind the bench. What a fool. I'm all over the place. Uh, let's get into it on today's show as we pick apart all that went down today. We get the news around 10 a.m. that Nick Nurse has been let go. I'll give you a little behind the curtain on this one. I was chatting with our pal Vivek Jacob, our weekly guest here on the show from Raptors.com, and I was just kind of asking, what do you think is going to happen at this presser today? He responds with, honestly, don't think much. I think they're going to say nurses around, and uh, they're going to kind of go forward without much change, and then literally five seconds later, he says, oh, nurse is gone. And so uh, caught, I think, a lot of people off guard. Maybe it was to be expected with Masai having a scheduled 11 a.m. availability today. Maybe that telegraphed a move coming beforehand, but Michael Grant wrote yesterday for Sportsnet that maybe it might end up being Nick Nurse's job once again uh, to lead the team into next season. Obviously not the case. For me, the big takeaway here is I think this was time. I, I, I really, 
Nick Nurse is a fantastic basketball coach. He did a lot of really good things for the Toronto Raptors coming in after the Kawhi Leonard, uh, you know, whatever was going on that summer. They fired Dwayne Casey, Dre DeMar, bringing Kawhi, the hoopla, the fanfare around the Kawhi acquisition, the uncertainty around the Kawhi acquisition, the Kyle Lowry discontent with the Kawhi Leonard acquisition, all of it really could have seen that first season veer off the rails really quick for Nick Nurse. But he did a fantastic job of getting everybody moving in the same direction and really, obviously, kind of fighting for a bigger goal, which they ultimately achieved. Unbelievable work there by Nick Nurse. I think 2019-20 was his best year as a coach. Obviously, he won coach of the year that season, but I just think the way that he turned that team, minus Kawhi and Danny Green leaving for nothing in the offseason, into an absolute juggernaut playing a visionary style of defense that at the time was the topic of many a think piece around NBA media circles. Uh, you know, the number two defense in the league that season, they were, the, I think, the second best team by record in the league that season. By the time it was all said and done after their 8-1, and 7-1 run in the bubble, they were really good in the bubble, if I recall. But either way, just, uh, it's a monumental shift. Nick Nurse has been the face of this team, and I think, you know, he, he's inspired a lot of confidence in terms of, like, individual games, right? He, he's always been very good at milking the most out of what he's got, uh, you know, trimming things down to maximize the chance of winning in a given game. Yes, that has its drawbacks over the course of 82 games, but obviously to have him on your side in the playoffs was pretty awesome. Um, it just, this season... It felt like the messaging was wearing thin. It felt like the game plan had been figured out uh, to some extent, and it wasn't a surprise to anybody anymore. Every star came in knowing, all right, I'm going to get double teamed every time I have the ball now. Cool. And every other guy on the team was having their eyes light up because they knew a stream of corner threes was about to flow to them. Um, you know, it, it just it didn't quite line up this season. And I honestly think the biggest concern, not even the tactical stuff, you know, you can quibble with the way the Raptors played basketball. The nature of the NBA these days is you have to give up something. You're going to compromise somewhere. The Raptors chose to compromise um, with corner threes from role players and you know chose to take stars out of the action as their sort of primary style of defense um you know you can quibble with that whether that's right or not but you can't quibble with the concern that pops up when there starts to be whispers and rumors of discontent between nurse and players and that is where things get really dicey right like nick nurse has a way about him calls guys out a lot has a certain uh, edge, I would say, just in kind of the way he uh, you know, carries himself on the sidelines, presumably the way he operates just kind of behind the scenes day to day. And when you're losing, that's probably going to start wearing a little thin. It's not going to be something that is sort of like a thing you can rally around is Nick Nurse's um, sort of boisterous calling out of dudes for not playing hard enough defense or cutting guys minutes just because they had bad couple couple minute stretches here and there. Um, and it, it just, all of it seemed to really fall off the rails as the team itself ran into difficult struggles. And look, this is always a difficult thing. What comes first, chemistry or winning, chicken or egg type thing. But I really do think that um, just based on the whispers around the team of discontent, Gary Trent Jr.'s comments about Nick Nurse uh, and hearing the uh, criticisms of him through the media as opposed to hearing them through Nurse first, that type of stuff, there was too much smoke there 
for there not to have been something regarding Nick Nurse and his relationship with the team and the interlocker room dynamics, which seem to crumble this season in a way that they haven't really before. This has always been a very connected team. Open Gym has been such a joy of a show to watch because it documents week after week how bloody likable the Raptors franchise has been, how together it's been, how much of a culture there is. And I just don't think that was felt at all this season. And Masai Ujiri agreed. You know, he had, I think, sort of the money quote coming out of today is, quote, I did not enjoy watching this team play. Hard to argue with that, man. You know, as much as there were times where things looked pretty good for this team, after the Yaka Pirtle trade in particular, uh, it was still never a perfect, harmonious uh, copacetic environment. And there always felt like there was some sort of friction, some tension. And it seems as though... The evaluation here from the front office has been Nick Nurse was at the very least part of that. There was no finger pointing. There was no, uh, you know, calling out of Nick Nurse for anything specifically wrong that he did. Nur- you know, Masai used big words like togetherness and culture and uh, fit and all that stuff as sort of his big overarching takeaways. And I think a lot of that is tied to the coach and the dynamics with the players. Ultimately, yeah, it's on the players to, you know, not come in with like a selfish mindset or whatever. You know, that was a thing Besai talked about a lot today as well, is there was just like kind of everyone playing for themselves. There was individual growth, not team growth, not really on the string and pulling in the same direction. Part of that's on players, right? But I think where that begins is with the head coach and sort of setting the expectation and building the culture from the top down. Here's how things are expected to be done. Here's how it's all going to work. And everything kind of slots in beyond that. And I think nurses inability maybe to um, provide that sort of environment that was conducive to connectivity, that's got to be a big reason why he is out of a job today. He's not going to be out of a job long. It should be said. Like the Raptors, there's a downside here where the Raptors don't get themselves an improvement on Nick Nurse. He's a very good head coach and the grass isn't always greener, but I do think it felt like time after a season that always felt like a slog that never felt like it had that same sort of juice, that magic, that sort of Raptors pixie dust that's been there for, but seven of the last nine seasons, you take out this season in the Tampa year, every other year has felt like, wow, there's something special going on here. There's like a team element, a team dynamic here that is conducive to a team overachieving and winning a ton of games and being darlings was not the case this year. And I think you have to point to as much as it's unfair, maybe, that the coach is always the first guy to go here, um, it, I, I think it has to be that this had to be the big move, right? Obviously, there could be player personnel changes. Masai was not very committal to any player, I would say, outside of maybe Jakob Pertle, oddly enough, um, in his po- in his press conference today. We'll talk about that in just a second, but yeah, this does feel like... Uh, it's massive, man. Like it is Nick Nurse is the best coach the team's ever seen. And this is going to mark a massive change. But again, I really do think it was time and getting some fresh blood in there. Change for the sake of change can be good in this department. I don't think that's always the case with players. I think trades for the sake of making trades are never a good idea. They typically kind of come off as panicky and not so good. Um, whereas with a coach, the dynamics of the team are massive. The vibes, honestly, we talk about vibes a lot, and it's sort of like a tongue-in-cheek thing, but really, I, I think it matters. Like, as much as we want to get into the analytics and the tic-tac-toe and the and the, 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 the what's happening on the court, the, the system, all of that, ultimately, a really big part of this is do these guys like coming to work every day? Do these guys feel like working for one another? 
And if you don't have that sort of system in place, whatever your on-court system is not going to matter because guys are not on the string. And I think that's where Nick Nurse ultimately fell short. We're going to come back on the other side. We're going to dig into Masai Ujiri's uh, press, press conference and sort of the big takeaways there. Some stuff on what the future might look like as far as, like, is this team going to go into the tank? And it doesn't seem like that's the case. We'll talk about whether that's right or not. Um, plus some other takeaways and big observations from Masai Ujiri's press conference before we look ahead at what comes next for the Raptors. We'll do that in just one sec. But first, got to tell you, better friends over at Nissan, who are bringing you the all-new Nissan Aria, the 2023 Nissan Aria, that is, the all-electric Nissan Aria. And uh, as part of that, we're bringing you the Nissan Aria Player of the Week, the Electric Player of the Week. And look, the Raptors haven't played this week, so it's hard to come up with an Electric Player of the Week. So let's, for one last time, shout out... Nick Nurse, who at his best was a very electric head coach, the most expressive head coach there ever was, the brilliant elegance, the fierce dynamism of his crouches on the sideline, the way with which he screamed at referees with aplomb, the way his mouth would just fall agape when he was perplexed by something that happened on the floor, all of it was elegantly powerful in its own way, much like the Nissan Aria. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin-you-to-your-seat power and premium intelligence all-in-one EV, the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. All right, let's uh, continue on here. Dig into Masayu Jiri's end-of-season presser. Uh, you know, this is his first time talking since the season ended. Uh, Michael Grange wrote a piece just yesterday for Sportsnet digging into the sort of weirdness of how long it had been waiting for Masai to talk. It's now about, what, nine days since the play-in loss, eight days since locker clean-out day for the Raptors. Um, and yeah, I honestly didn't think we'd hear it. We got news like late last night that Masai was going to have a presser today. And he talked for nearly an hour. There's a lot of stuff in there. I think, again, the sort of overarching takeaway for me is he, I mean, the, the big quote is, again, he, he did not enjoy watching this team play, echoing the sentiments of most of the fan base, probably. Um, he also, I think, really kind of doubled down on his longstanding opinion that you don't need to tear things down all the way to build it back up again. And I do think that should be encouraging to hear for Raptors fans. I know there's plenty of people out there who want to see the full tank, tear it all down, build it around Scotty Barnes, sell everybody off else for, for futures and scraps and parts and all of that. 
And I just don't think the Raptors are in that position. And I do think Masai Ujiri, it's always nice when Masai says something that I've said earlier in the year on the podcast. I always feel a little vindicated because Masai's a smart guy. I'm not especially, but it's nice when we line up once in, once in a while, broken clock twice uh, twice a day, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but him kind of digging into his reasoning for feeling like they're, they're not that far off, right? Like it's a parody-driven driven league right now. There, until the last couple weeks of the season, there were 26 teams who could make a claim at a playoff spot. Obviously, you don't want to be in the play-in conversation. That's not where you want to be on an annual basis. You want to, at the very least, be an annual top-six team in the Eastern Conference. But I, I think Masai's point is something that I was kind of going off on over the last little stretch of the season. You don't got to be that far off. No one is that far off, really, from jumping out of the mucky middle of the NBA into some level of, you know, fringe contention or whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of talent around the league right now, and these differences between connectivity and the way teams interact with one another and the chemistry and the vibes, like, those can feel oftentimes like the things that switch teams into hyperdrive. Like, yes, you add Jalen Brunson to the Knicks, and that helps, certainly. That's talent. But also, that team just kind of feels like it plays for one another. It makes sense. It fits on the floor. And so they've taken off. Yes, adding talent is huge. But I also think the the sort of just general culture and vibes and all that stuff, the Raptors have talked about this and preached this for a decade now, um, is having that organizational culture. And it was lost this season. And obviously the move here, the thinking is you bring in someone new to coach this team and maybe you can rediscover that with the players you already have. Um, You know, he spoke about having an understanding of how the draft works and um, not feeling like you need to tear things down to build things back up. He said all of this without committing by any means to um, a certain player or any players being around. He talked a lot about Yaka Pertle and the effect he brought and how how much it was worth the first-round pick that they gave up for him because he's a what he called the championship piece, the type of player who can play on any good team. You just drop him in there and it's going to work. Um, and I think that's pretty much right. Yes, there's some fit concerns with Yaka Pertle. He's not perfect by any means, but uh, you're very rarely dealing with perfect players in the NBA outside of you know, 10 guys or whatever it is. So um, I I think where I'm fascinated is what happens with the part that feels like it was on Masai Ujiri. And that was where I maybe had some concern about what he said. Um, You know, he, he talked about the, the back end of the roster not getting enough run. Delano Banton, Malachi Flynn, Christian Coloco. Christian Coloco kind of being the only guy who got regular run. He talked about Ron Harper Jr. briefly as well, even Precious Achua. And he talked about maybe those guys not getting the room to show what they've got. He mentioned still having belief in Delano Banton and Malachi Flynn. And that's where I get a little concerned. He didn't talk a lot about sort of addressing the back end of the roster. He did talk about adding shooting and sort of addressing things there. Um, my hope is that they're not going to go in once again just saying, you know what, we have these guys we believe in. Internal development is going to come through them. I don't think you can go into next season with Jeff Doughton and Delano Banton and Malachi Flynn and Christian Coloco being your big bets for filling in your bench depth. I think they have to have other solutions in mind for that. What he said today doesn't preclude them from having those solutions or anything like that, but um, as much as I think Nick Nurse aired a lot this season, I don't really blame him a ton for the short rotation and the lack of runway for guys like Delano Banton and Malachi Flynn. Those are guys who were brought in by Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster, and I just don't think those guys are very good. Malachi Flynn obviously has the unfortunate distinction of being the guy drafted one spot ahead of Desmond Bain, and my God, what would this team look like with Desmond Bain? I think about it every night before I go to sleep. Um, 
that's on Masai for and Bobby for making that pick. That's not a Nick Nurse thing. Um, Nick Nurse has never really run like a heavy pick and roll offense or anything like that. Bringing in Malachi Flynn didn't fit what the team does. And, you know, the, the team didn't have a center when Malachi Flynn first started in the NBA. Aaron Baines was the best they got. If you're trying to set it up for Malachi Flynn to be successful, that's on the front office to find a pick and roll partner to amplify the thing he does best. At this point, I feel like Flynn's maybe a lost cause. There's just not a lot there in terms of shot making that I really believe in. Um, and I think you can probably just do better as a backup point guard option. Delano Banton, I'm still skeptical on just like the overall skill set and can he fit into like a role player uh, archetype in the NBA. I don't think he does role player stuff very well. And so I'm a little concerned about him maybe being brought back as like a, a thing you're hinging your hopes for development on. You know, I, I, and look, I, ultimately... What a lot of Masai, I, I was on board with a lot of what Masai said today, but I do think um, there, there's definitely uncertainty coming out of today as to like what the plan is for reconstructing the roster. It could come in the form of big trades. Like he did mention like player personnel fit, that type of stuff is all stuff they're going to consider. Um, he didn't like rule out the idea of trading a Pascal Siakam or anything like that. Didn't rule out the idea. Uh, he didn't really talk about Gary Trent Jr. He talked about Fred Van Vliet. Seems like he's still wanted back, but who knows what could happen there. Um, but ultimately, you know, when it comes to the, the player personnel stuff, I do wonder how much does the nurse firing make it more conducive to them bringing guys back? Does that make it more likely Gary Trent Jr.'s back or Fred, whatever? Either way, the sort of big overall takeaway here, other than, um, you know, Masai's beautiful, admirable, noble stance against tanking, which I still believe in fully is like the right way to go, um, you know, he... he it does seem just like the selfishness, the the lack of everyone kind of moving and pulling in the same direction. That was what the move was here. It wasn't. He didn't even talk necessarily about the style of play. Yes, the style of play is going to matter. He said whoever the next coach will have to convince them that the style of play they want to play is the right way for the Raptors to go about it. But um, he didn't like cite Nick Nurse's aggressive defensive stylings as a reason for this firing. It really does feel like a locker room dynamics thing. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like that stuff has almost gotten diminished in basketball talk is like the stuff that matters, but all these guys are talented. All of these guys have the, we talked a lot about how this team was more talented than their record said all season long. There's a reason they were projected to be a surprise good team coming into the year. The up and down roster talent, the, um, the sort of obviously the novel style of play wore a little thin and got a little old pretty quick. But um, as far as the talent on the roster, there's a reason that half the league was lining up to trade for half their players at the deadline as well. There's good players here. And it feels as though Masai's reading on it, just based on reading between the lines of what he said, it seems as though the uh, the concern here is mostly organizational culture, togetherness, that type of stuff. And, and you know, based on reading between the lines is, you know, the sort of Nick Nurse experience this season, you know, we talked about the end of season comments in that Philly pre, pre-game presser um, and how we probably made a mistake there. Didn't come into the full decision-making as to whether or not to move on from him or not. But, um, you know, obviously that was a, not a very good look and I think spoke to Nurse's difficulty with maintaining that copacetic feel within the team had the vibes within the team been fantastic i don't think nick nurse is out there talking about reflecting upon his fit with the team going forward or anything like that and looking back on a 10-year run um and again i I think ultimately that's got to be on the head coach to 
establish that establish the expectations set everybody in their roles what are we expecting from all of you if everyone goes in kind of knowing what their role is where they fit into the hierarchy of the team where they're going to get their bread buttered it's probably a lot easier to uh you know put together a a night-to-night game plan where everyone's on the same page everyone's pulling in the same direction it just does not feel like there was any direction this season for what guys were supposed to be doing other than play real hard on defense and then figure the rest out later um We'll come back on the other side, get into more, look ahead to the future. We'll talk about, uh, again, sort of some expectations based on what Masai said here of what could happen this summer. I want to talk about Scotty Barnes as well. He was brought up, and I think some interesting comments there regarding his fit with the team and uh, sort of his role or lack thereof in the cohesiveness of the of the sort of shared goal, all of that. Uh, we'll talk about a couple names who have come up as rumored potential hires for the Raptors, or at least candidates to be hired. We'll get into that in just a sec. Before we do that, however, got to tell you, better friends over at eBay Motors. Just like a championship team, it's all about making every player the perfect fit. And look, the Raptors know all about this. The guys on this team, not so good in terms of fit. Think back to the championship team. That team fit together absolutely perfectly. It's the exact same idea when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop at ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit and the right prices at ebaymotors.com let's ride eligible items only exclusions apply The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's uh, round it out here. Closing thoughts, reacting to the firing of one Nick Nurse. Um, It's going to be weird not seeing him (laughs) to kind of uh, appearing at concerts throughout the summer, doing his usual Canada basketball stuff, which sounds like there's going to be no change in the way he deals with Canada basketball. That's an important thing to keep in mind here. Um, Either way, let's uh, sort of look ahead to the future now that Nick Nurse is no longer the coach of the Raptors. The search will begin. It seems like uh, they're not rushing this. They said by the draft would be a nice time to have a coach in place. That makes sense, but uh, still a couple months there. And, you know, last time when the Raptors fired Dwayne Casey, it took them, I think, a month to hire Nick Nurse. They looked around at a lot of guys. Um, you know, there was like Sarunas Yasekevichis, I remember, was uh, <laughs> was for some reason uh, top of mind as like the guy I remember the Raptors being in on. Ime Udoka was there at the time, too. Um, I think they talked to Jerry Stackhouse. A couple of the names that have come up, similar, Ime Odoka, a couple of ones again. I've shared my thoughts on why I think maybe that's just not the move for the Raptors right now. You had a season where vibes and internal organizational culture and distractions were the name of the game. I'm not sure inviting everything that Ime Odoka is going to bring in terms of questions and uncertainty and distraction I don't know if that's the time for that with this team. Like, Adoka feels like the kind of guy that a team right on the precipice of a title is going to go try to sign. 
doesn't really feel like the fit right now for the Raptors, just with the circumstances of everything kind of, again, lots of uncertainty around what even happened when Emeo was, Emeo Doka was in Boston and what led to his suspension. We've got some reporting, some of it's not complete, whatever. A um, couple more names mentioned by Shams Terania in his newser after the news broke. Uh, Patrick Matumbo, who of course was the 905 head coach, was a Raptors backbencher for a couple years, uh, went down to Phoenix this year to coach on Monty Williams' bench. And uh, I mean, everyone I've ever talked to <laughs> has glowing things to say about Patrick Matumbo. So we'll see there. Uh, certainly worth a call. And then Jerry Stackhouse, who of course has been running the thing down at Vanderbilt uh, since leaving Raptors 905. And just like anecdotally, my experiences with Jerry Stackhouse, limited as they were, but still I had some while he was in Toronto and with the 905. Um, and just sort of like the tone and tenor that he kind of brings to the table, the respect he would command, I think, from a locker room. I like someone in the Jerry Stackhouse mold, pretty interesting to me. Someone who, again, like has player respect, has the sort of know how, who's been there. I think in terms of trying to set up a, a culture and a, and a team environment where everyone does pull for one another, is pulling in the same direction, someone with kind of that inside baseball knowledge, I, I think might be the way to go here. You know, the X's and O's, sure, that's important as well. But again, I think the sort of getting back to the Raptors culture and the sort of way things have been done in the franchise for the better part of a decade, that's got to be priority number one here. And getting every player in that room on the same wavelength is massive and i wonder if a stack type stack himself might be kind of the move there it's um you know coaching is very hard to pin down as far as like um what works what doesn't what's going to work when all of that but i i think just sort of as far as archetype goes i think someone with that sort of lived in playing experience who's been there uh, i think that might be the way to go here just considering what we've seen as far as maybe some of the, 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 the friction within the locker room, that type of stuff. Uh, another thing I, I wanted to talk about was Scotty Barnes. So obviously his future is probably the most important question at all like, with this team, right? Like, does Scotty Barnes develop into the player who he looks like he can be when he's at his best? That is kind of the thing that everything hinges on, right? This team is not going anywhere serious, Unless Scotty Barnes takes that leap, maybe not next year, hopefully starting next year, but over the course of the next few seasons here, this is going to eventually mold into being Scotty Barnes's team, presumably. And I think there was a lot of uncertainty this year with Scotty Barnes and his sort of role in the discontent within the locker room. And look, I think this is a massive underplayed thing about this season. I'm not surprised that there might have been some friction with Scotty Barnes and some of the other guys in the locker room, as the whispers might suggest that there were. Um, you know, there was all, you know, Messiah addressed these sort of thoughts about him last summer, maybe not quite fitting in with the rest of the team and their sort of, we're going to work out all the time ethos and we're going to work out together and be pals. Like Scotty, I think, was there for some of it, but wasn't there for all of it, that type of stuff. Um, and I think Messiah did a pretty good job of sort of quelling those concerns. He said, yes, he's 21 years old. He's a baby. Uh, he understands the concerns there were about last summer and, and, you know, pointed that when you come into the league and are being pulled in a million different directions, 
it's, you know, sometimes that stuff that can kind of get in the way of the stuff you really want to be doing. He mentioned kind of getting pulled into the NBA finals when he didn't really want to be there and all that stuff. Um, and just there's a lot of commitments, a lot to get used to when you're, you're there's Samsung Galaxy commercials to film, all of that when a guy comes into the league like that. And he said that still through all that, he thinks he grew a lot this season that he learned that there was change over the course of the season. Um, you know, realized a lot and kind of realized that jumping into this is different than uh, what he was doing before. And, and yep, yeah, I, I think that's encouraging to hear. And I think coupled with Scotty Barnes's end of season comments about him needing to work on his own conditioning and shooting and ball handling, seems like maybe he's kind of gotten it as well. Um, and look, again, he's 21. Like, you shouldn't expect these guys to walk into the league and be fully formed human beings and being ready to sort of pull in the same direction as everybody else. And my hope is that a summer of maturation from Scotty coupled with some direction and some clarity as to where do Fred and Pascal fit in alongside Scotty as presumably the team shifts more to be more of Scotty's team as he Scotty Barnes's <laughs> and whatever is going to come in the future like that is as important as any question regarding player personnel or who the coach is going to be like is can you be um, can you get Scotty on the same page with Fred and Pascal? And what happens if you can't do that? Obviously, some tough decisions will have to be made. I'm not a, of the mind that those three guys can't play together. And I think having a coach in there who establishes from the jump like what the expectations are for each guy, that to me feels like a pretty good way to get started on the road of mending any fences or removing any friction or tension there might have been in the locker room regarding whose team it is quote unquote look the nba you got to have more than one dude right like you got to have multiple players who can run your show and you got to survive injuries and player load management all this stuff um it's not as simple as oh it's scotty's team now build it around him like no having pascal and fred pretty helpful in terms of getting to where you want to go if you have an organizational direction that's been stated and declared and everybody is on board with it. Um, so that that's fascinating. We're, there's going to be a lot more that we can get into around the Nick Nurse firing. We'll take a look back, I'm sure, at, at Nick Nurse's top moments with the team, um, reflect, talk to Vivek Jacob on Monday about this and kind of dig on in. Probably going to put our player reviews on hold for a little hot second here as we dig into the Nick Nurse and all the fallout from it. But I think that's where I'll leave it for today. Kind of raw thoughts here, honestly, just um, kind of all happened in the last couple hours here. Processing five years of Nick Nurse's tenure with the team is not going to be done by 1 p.m. on the day in which he was fired. So uh, I'll leave it there. We'll have more next week in the Discord. Please jump in with your thoughts. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of continue to have a good chat there. The link is in the Discord. The link to the Discord is in the description of the podcast, so please come hang out there. Some new faces in there today talking Nick Nurse. It's great. Um, we're loving the Discord hangs. Uh, you can also go and uh, listen to our previous episodes this week, of course. We did talk about the seasons of Yakup Pertle, uh, Gary Trent Jr., who, I mean, the story on him might have changed with this Nick Nurse news. Maybe it's more likely he comes back now. Hard to say. Um, the Raptors sure need shooting, and his shooting is pretty helpful. Um, we talked about OG Ananobi this week as well with Katie on Wednesday. So please go and check those episodes out, and we will leave this off here for the weekend. Come back next week and dig into more Nick Nurse stuff. Thanks, as always, to the Everyday for tuning in and to everyone who's listened to the podcast even one day but you know I'll listen to it more days maybe more of my best friend so thank you for, for doing that uh subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts all that good stuff also locked on leaf 
Chiefs, our pals over there, covering a team that did some good last night. Beat the Lightning. Beat the brakes off the Lightning. Uh, you can go listen to Lockdown Leafs for your Leafs recap as well after Game 2 against Tampa. A team that is in the playoffs, unlike your coachless Toronto Raptors. We'll leave it there. Have a great weekend, everybody. And uh, I, I guess sing some prints to honor Nick Nurse. Raspberry Beret. Maybe you just like put that on in the jukebox at the bar this weekend. I don't know. But uh, that's it. Bye-bye, Nick Nurse. It was, uh, it was a slice, but it does feel like it was time. We'll talk to you Monday. Thanks for hanging. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.